Hello! Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to quickly say that I've got a very special announcement at the end of the episode. So make sure you stick around because you really don't want to miss out. Hello and welcome to another episode of Drama School Dropout, which is now part of the High Productions family. As per usual, I'm Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout. And this week I'm joined by an actor who was welcomed onto millions of television screens around the country. You may know him from Hollyoaks. Please welcome to the podcast, Parry Glasspool. Drama School Dropout, no graduation day. How are you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I was We've just had a little pre-chat. Chat just before, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm good, like I said before, like um, just this is nothing on other than an occasional self-tape. It's just nice to do something like this, something a bit different and to get me thinking about acting in this industry again. Otherwise, I'm just bouncing around the house, just wondering where my life is headed. <laughs> That's what I'm doing at the but, moment. Uh, no, it's good. Literally, my life just consists of Netflix, Disney Plus, and podcasts at the moment. So having yeah, to sit down and actually a, think once a day. Yeah. We've been, um, you've, what, have you seen that uh, Married at First Sight? The Australian version? Yeah. Oh, living for it. Like, Cyrell is my favourite. Like, Where are you? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to take up the whole podcast talking about this, but I've, I can talk about it all day. Show, it's so aggravating. So oh, I'm, I'm like, I think I might be a couple of weeks behind because I haven't watched it in a while. Um, but like, yeah, I agree. I feel so sorry for Billy. I just want to look after Billy. Oh, Susie, is that the one just the... Yeah, yeah, the one that was horrible to him. Yeah, you got her, you got that ins. It was clearly, that was clearly like a fake villain type yeah. thing. But it's just ruining, like, say like that Bronson or whatever, right? Just ruining good people's lives by pairing them with people that just want to be on TV to be bad people. Yeah. I just don't get it. I don't get it. And then they complain when, I mean, obviously you should never, and anyone listening, don't go to people's social media and batter them yeah. for what they've been on TV. But, Unless it's Piers Morgan. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't even want to get <laughs> I'm so over that. But yeah, when I watch reality TV, I can sort of understand it a bit more because I made it very far in the audition process for Big Brother. So I was oh, did a you? housemate like the furthest you can go without actually getting in the house and I got told I was going to be the villain just because that's what I was like at 18 I got told so producers manipulate it it's not real like yeah. I got told because I walked in and I was like right they were like what's your game plan I was gonna like I'm gonna make everyone hate me I'm gonna pit the weakest against the like the most and I'm just gonna get people out and I was like I don't give a fuck my main plan was I was gonna get the shopping list on week one walk in wipe it clean and order what vodka fags and chocolate and then look at everyone's God. eyes when they opened the like the little thing and it was just vodka fags and chocolate did you did you lean into it properly though or did you or oh I gave them what they wanted okay cool did you how did you feel doing that though well like, it's different saying you're gonna do it and then actually doing it or were you just like yeah well I don't know because I always lent into it with them but at the time I was like 
19, I want to say. Big Brother was one of my favorite TV shows ever. I'd grown up watching Big Brother and I was the kid that was allowed to stay up late on a Friday to watch the eviction. So it was always like my dream to go on Big Brother. And the first year that I turned 18, I missed the cutoff point by like three days. The second year they wanted everyone to audition in pairs. And I was like, nah, I'd rather do it myself. And then the year that I auditioned, I went in on my own and gave them what they wanted and totally told like I was ready to like cause drama like my entrance line was going to be I hope you're ready for your high carb high calorie all drama tv diet and amazing it was like just stupid things and they told me like I got a letter and I've got it somewhere you will be hated by the majority of the country yeah like you will they tell you but then like I'm sat at home and I'm like two and a half years into college so doing acting at college and I'm like but I want to do this I've put a lot of work into it and it's not like you can become super famous now off of Big Brother you can't become the next Nicky Graham or Alison Hammond and I was like I want to be an actor so I don't want to fuck it up and I don't want to walk into an audition in five years and be like and somebody be like oh, oh, he's the boy from Big Brother yeah yeah so that's the thing like when you want to be an actor like reality tv kind of especially being in a soap they kind of mesh a little bit as well so you'd be on like say if i was ever like i could never do say i'm a celeb not they would ask but if i was on i'm a celeb i'd go crazy just from not eating and well i'll be paranoid that people watch it and go oh was isn't he on hollyoaks and why is he doing this like is he is he worried he's going to be like dried up yeah after, after it something like strictly i would have done that was that was cool i mean sometimes being on reality tv doesn't hurt because Hollyoaks have just signed the Pritchard brothers. Oh, have they? Which was a Both of them. Yeah. They're playing um so Denise Welsh is playing, I want to say Maxine's mum. And they're coming yeah. in her brothers to run a dance studio. Hmm. I mean, I, I've never known that any of them had an interest in acting. Oh, that doesn't stop certain shows. So. <laughs> We'll be nice on this podcast. So the first thing that I yeah. like to ask everyone that comes on is how did you get into acting and what was your first role? So that could be anything like even on a school stage. Okay, so I was wondering this. Um, like was there, some people come out and they say, oh, from the age of three, I was on a theatre. <laughs> but I don't think I ever, I think I always kind of enjoyed it. I remember in school, I was never like any of the main parts in the place, but I would be in them. I remember playing like Perseus in like year three or something and being at home. No one, none of my family remember this. They'll call me a liar, but I remember going home and being like to my mum saying something along the lines of, well, isn't it weird? I'm like always like the main part. And she was like, well, <laughs> no, you've never once been the main part. <laughs> it's your world so and everyone thing. else is just living in it. Yeah. Like I was thinking I was the main character in my own film, but there's no, <laughs> like, uh, but then, so I went to Stratford College, which was like a performing arts college. But again, I was doing art, uh, media and all of that kind of stuff. So I knew I wanted to be on that side of things, but I never really knew if acting was definitely. But then I ended up at uh, Thames Valley University for acting. So I don't know. I don't know at what point I decided, right, drama is my thing and I'm going to pursue my life in this thing that I don't even know that I'm that good at. But um, so I said my first performance was probably in Proud which was uh, like a play in 2012 directed by Ollie Jack, where I played like this boxer that was in the closet. And it's basically like, oh, what's the play where it's all set around like a dinner or someone's uh, dinner party or something like that. I can't remember what it, what, what it was now. I've got one in my head. Uh, is it 
a pentaplay? Um, I don't think so. It's like it's a name, and then someone's party or someone's thing. Any anyway, it wasn't like it was a boxing play, but it wasn't. There was only a bit of boxing at the start, and then the rest of it was all set at my character Lewis's like 18th birthday, and uh, no one really knows that he's gay other than his mum and his sister, and well, and his boyfriend actually. <laughs> they asked to come. Played out a few of those roles, haven't you? Yeah, no, it's like when I got the call, like when I did uh, Hollyoaks Laters, he was, my character was, well, straight in the spin-off that I started on. And then they, I got a call saying they were going to make him gay uh, in the main show. And I said to my agent, I was like, ah, oh, I think I'm getting typecast, you know, and she's like, what are you talking about? You've done two shows and you were gay in one of them. You're one for one. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, how can you be typecast as a <laughs> But um, no, to answer your question, I think, uh, yeah, well, I think I knew I wanted to be to act properly like halfway through uni because I got that in like the summer of the second year. But before that, I think I was kind of floating along being like, I guess this is what I'm doing. But, <laughs> I think that's yeah. what we're all doing sort of, isn't it? We're all just sort of being like, this is what I'm doing for the moment. Yeah, and I think like, because I found my, well, my agency found me on the, well, it was called at the time Casting Call Pro. But I think it's called Mandy Actors now. Uh, yeah. and they found me still terrible they, yeah yeah it used to be so much better like I used to, uh, before before Hollyoaks I got a feature film from it uh, and some random like other stuff like music videos and uh, the play that we're talking about now like Proud now it's I just can't get like anything on it it's all random it's all just random and none of them are suited for me I'll click on it and it'll say oh we need a female blah 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 and I'm like, well this clearly just isn't me I get casting that. calls for plays in Paris. Like, I'm in Glasgow. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Like, I can't bother well, getting the Eurostar. I, guess that's I mean, but, but at the moment, it's not going to happen during lockdown. Yeah, no, 100%. Well, you see it and they're being way too uh, optimistic about it. So, well, that, pro- that production is not going to happen. I saw one for Fine. a student short film and it said, um, we're going to enter this into, I can't remember what film festival it is, but it will win. And this film festival is a consideration for Oscars. So we'll more than likely be considered for an Oscar. And I was like, will you though? Will you? Yeah. Student student short film. (laughs) Either they're massively shit hot, like the best, like the best student in their film school, or they're just blaggers. Yeah, Which, that, you know, be a blagger, I guess. <laughs> or they've but, just um, not been told like realistic like boundaries to expect. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's what they need to teach you in all of these schools, so drama schools or unis or whatever. Just show them the reality of the situation. How many people kind of drop off, and how many? Because if if I hadn't got that agent, because when people ask me, "Oh, how do you get an agent?" I'm like, I don't know. Other than like messaging people like at like a showcase or something, I don't know because they found me and that. I don't know if that's rare, but mine was like completely out of luck. And from that point, I've obviously worked hard to try and get like the parts that I have got, whatever. But if it wasn't for them finding me, I don't know what I'd be doing. Yeah, I can totally see where you're coming from with the regards of who's going to drop off. Because from my college class, there were like 27 of us. And mm. there were there's me, there's maybe four of us still acting five maybe and then like my best friend who we were talking about just before we started she done the exact same course as me but was in the year above and now she's doing an admin course and she's gonna go and work in like admin and doesn't really want to work within performing arts anymore so like it'd be more depressing if she still wanted to work in like the acting industry and stuff because 
fact that you said, oh, she doesn't really want to do work in the acting industry, that I feel better. Yeah, knowing that. me but too. Is, is that only because she got, because she just wasn't getting the work or so she turned off it or? I don't know. She She's had like, so she'd done her degree uh, and then she had like back problems. So she had to get an operation on her back. And I think she just couldn't be bothered, like, if that makes sense. Like, we still, like, we obviously, we wrote a play together and we want to put that on and we still talk about doing things with that. But she's sort of like, I think she's grown up and she's sort of like, yeah, I need a stable income that's, like, going to pay my rent, that's going to, like, not leave me skin. And I'm like, I want to be an actor, so I'll go hungry for a couple of days, if necessary. Yeah. And we're saying we've all got a bit of Peter Pan about us, I think, like actors and stuff. Like we we all believe because I am but you just have this belief that someday, oh, someday I am gonna be in one of these massive films or I'm gonna be doing this, but I don't know how and when, but it's just gonna happen. Whereas as the years go on, you're like is it is it gonna happen soon? Hopefully. Yeah, Zeev, <laughs> um, you just like please be my uh Yeah. But you never know, like you never know, like stuff can sneak up on you. But while you were studying at uh, while you were studying acting, uh, you were at Kingston College, I believe. Yeah, like it's a weird one because it's and it's changed its name like three times. But we were my course was in Kingston College, but it was technically Thames Valley University. Now I think it's changed its name to Southwest University of South London or London School of Music or something <laughs> like that. But yeah, it was at Kingston College, and we had like a proper little theatre, like the theatre department can't fault it but yeah it was it was a weird one we didn't have the proper proper uni experience only because our course was completely separated from everyone else so we did have digs and stuff but we just weren't in with the uni for some reason (laughs) reason. so do you have you got any like crazy standout funny moments from studying at acting because some weird shit happens in those rooms yeah i was thinking because i was asking my mate as well because it's been a while now because i've been i feel like i peaked in uni like socially wise (laughs) So, so I, oh, I'm constantly thinking back to it. And uh, he, he brought us some stuff. So I wrote, so there's one part, uh, are, you, are you telling a story about uh, an audition that went really badly, but I can't remember the specifics. You Did you change something or you, oh no, you went, what was it? Did you have, you said you had a, um, an audition for a drama school where you, you did something right beforehand or you changed the script or you changed the, do you remember? Yeah, I, I prepared something for the conservatoire in Scotland, in Glasgow. And 10 minutes before I changed my mind and changed the whole monologue. I did that. I did that with Shakespeare, but I, mean, I don't know why to this day. I chose, I changed like an Iago monologue or something and I just got halfway through it. Uh, I can't remember what it was, what, thing it was for but I just got halfway through it and it's like <sighs> I don't know what to say and then they, <laughs> they were like okay good and obviously I never heard back from that place but yeah like there's stupid things I don't know why I changed it I changed it on the in the car on the way there and my dad driving me and I have no idea why I changed it to this day but um I've digressed so I think mine worked better actually my change which I was happy with because I went from Sebastian and Twelfth Night, and I'd just done Macbeth. Like, I'd fresh mm. off the stage as Macbeth, and I thought, you know what, I know this better, and I, I switched it, and I had to walk in, and oh, they, okay. had, they had my speech speeches in front of them, like, because you have to send them off in advance, and I, I went in, and I oh. said, listen, uh, I'd, I'd much prefer, to, I can perform Sebastian if you want, but I would much prefer to perform Macbeth, and they were like, okay, go for yeah. it. 
I mean, I didn't get in, so I may have fucked it up. But um, yeah, I changed that like 10 minutes before I went in. But at least you knew it. I didn't know that you knew it beforehand. I thought you were the same as me because I must have been an absolute moron and tried to learn it <laughs> on the way there. But um, no, so yeah, that was saying everything. Like, so I've wrote down some little things that I kind of remember. I tried to keep the stories like PG-13, so I won't be talking about anything off the, I mean, uh, I swear all the time on this podcast and we've spoke about like one of the episodes that's about to come out, one of the stories in Stage Right or Stage Shite was about a boy going behind a piece of scenery and taking a piss on stage while there was an audience. So mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't necessarily yeah. call this podcast PG-13. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking like, just in case... <laughs> any employee any employees or uh, any kind of thing. yeah but no i was thinking about some of the stuff that we used to do so there was a yeah situational like acting i remember i think it was called situational acting so one of our uh, lecturers like my favorite one he brought us out and he gave us all this was before you know like the youtube kind of prank uh social experiment stuff um at least i think it was before it must have been about 2012 or whatever we but you'd be paired with someone and he would give you like a piece of paper and you'd say right you're going to go on the tube and you're going to start an argument about uh, someone else wearing glasses or something. So me and my mate, we went on the tube and he would have to come up to me and start asking, oh, why are you wearing glasses? And then you have to improvise this thing in front of all these other people and like make this little performance out of nowhere. It didn't work. No one gave a shit because it's London. No one said anything. And then you kind of you kind of get it done and you do it. And then it's like, now what? One of us has to get off at the next station. Otherwise, it's just we. <laughs> yeah. So And then you'd have these things like someone causing an argument, but if they weren't very good at improvising, it was just blatantly fake. And then it's it was just a massive waste of time, to be honest. <laughs> I remember there was a time when I threw a shoe in well we did we did like a semester of musical theater a semester uh, and i'm rubbish at musical theater i would have signed up for musical theater if i wanted to do musical theater yeah. there's a thing where we had to improvise a tableau which for people that i mean i'm guessing everyone that listen to this knows what a tableau is but it's a freeze frame basically isn't it and, yeah uh, we had to improvise a tableau with about six of us and so we were doing it and i was like well, well let's think about what we need to make first and they're like no no no, we can't think this needs to be done off the top of it and i was like you can't do that there's six That's of us the worst. like it doesn't make any sense and they were like parent just do it and i was like just do what and i ended up somehow throwing a shoe across the room and storming out <laughs> i was like that doesn't make any sense whatsoever those are like, the worst words you could hear let's just do it not think about it no 100 yeah, percent. like and that if you're writing something, maybe something will come out, but you're not you're making a freeze frame that's got to be very specific. This yeah. is ridiculous. Um, I remember one time being like wanky students, you know, did you have the rule that somehow students thought existed where if your teacher didn't show up for 15 minutes, it meant class was off? That was, we, we thought that in school because it's an actual law. It's 17 and a half minutes. You can leave. Is it? Um, yeah. Well, I think it is. Um, but not in college or uni we like not to be a boffin but i kind of really liked college yeah no so did i but this was voice uh oh fuck that i'm out (laughs) so voice class we literally and this is pathetic because we were all 18 plus obviously 18 19 plus we're all outside it and i didn't really like voices i mean now i look back and i was like yeah she taught us some pretty useful things in terms of like breathing and all this stuff but at the time i didn't really appreciate it and she didn't turn up for like 20 minutes. And we were like, no, that means I guess we just go. Should we just go to, should we go to Greg's or something? But, um, and then we left a note on the thing saying, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, uh, 
if you turn up, uh, sorry, we didn't think you were going to turn up, so we've left. I remember the other class coming in and she was Shannon being like, they left a fucking note on the door. But it was just such a wanky little stu like student thing to do. But um, I'm, trying to, like, I'm trying to keep these stories as plain <laughs> as I can, because everyone like, you know, they're drinking and all that stuff. Because I, so I will say in the first year, I got a bit carried away with student lifestyle, which was made worse halfway through the year, finding out that the first year doesn't, if you pass, that's all you need to do. It doesn't matter. Your grades don't count, do they? Yeah. No, it doesn't count for the first year. They don't go towards anything. So I was like, right, well, there's no point in <laughs> trying you know, hard. Why am I trying to get all these like, firsts and stuff? Obviously, obviously, like, I enjoyed the performing and stuff, but I hated the written. And it's like Harry, like I was trying to say, I don't want to repeat too much of what he said, but the writing involved, like, or the, the essay writing and stuff, to me, I'm not really that academic. So say if I did a good performance, I'd lose marks on the essay, which just annoyed me. Um, and like, yeah, I've never done an essay since. since um, yeah. <laughs> what, did and the people at Hollyoaks not ask you for a character analysis? At the beginning they did. We had a big talk um, about, which, which you know, that I'm, I'm okay with that stuff, but it's all the, you know, it's not like they're marking you on yeah. where your source is, where your source is coming from, all this kind of stuff. But that's kind of like a good chat. But I know that some directors, maybe in like theatre shows, maybe say, oh, can you give me a... 20 page thesis on your character and we can talk about it blah 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 but the thing that yeah. i've always said about the essays and things it's literally just trying to make a practical course more academical like you don't yeah. need them you don't need like realistically we don't need to explain why we decided to wear brown shoes instead of black it's because it's a fucking costume yeah. <laughs> and it goes with the other parts like I, i'm not picking it because he's melancholic <laughs> no like we're not in english literature where yeah. the curtains are red because he's about to kill someone with on stage and i've got no money so i'm wearing the shoes that i've got in the cupboard there's no other reason yeah or just it was edgy and i thought it was yeah. cool oh, that, that just gave me ptsd what my answer would be that was ptsd yeah. right I think there. they could spend so much more time what, what is that a very specific when you said edgy you there to write was it so we in our first year of college we did dna by dennis kelly and um we were doing the costume <laughs> and I had like a school shirt on, a school tie, jeans. And then I was like, and to make the character a little bit more edgy, we had to do like this presentation in front of everyone, like the whole class. To make this character a little bit more edgy, I'm gonna add like an edgy denim jacket and like some edgy Chelsea boots. And everyone ripped the piss out of me for about four years. Just every time they see me be like, eh, every time I watch Chelsea boots, eh, there's the edgy Chelsea boots. So like you literally, so you were doing double you were doing double denim then? I did no, I had black jeans on, blue denim jeans. jacket. Oh, okay, cool. I did do double denim in my last <laughs> in my last say. show. We done scenes by the big picture that was set in like the eighties. And I done um a white t-shirt, yeah. a denim shirt, blue denim jeans, and Timberlands, and I looked cool as fuck. And it was to be fair, if you do it the right way, double denim. I mean, I didn't do it the right way. I didn't do it the right way. Um, but we called him double denim Dave. But it was set in like the 80s, everyone like had dungarees on and shit like that. And I was like, I'm not buying anything, so I'll use the jeans and the shirt that I've already got. Yeah. Makes sense. It's fair enough, like for for a student play. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, mean, I just remember just raiding the charity shops whenever we had to come up with costumes or I say raiding, I mean, I bought from the charity <laughs> shop. We did Pillow Man in the third year for our final, uh, not final piece, for our, I don't know what it was, but our main kind of show, like three of us. We had to put on a writer show, but we chose Pillow because I was obsessed with Pillow Man and um, wasn't right for any of the parts. But, uh, and I lost marks on that, on 
cast, I'm miscasting myself, but we did this whole. Have you have you read Pillar Man? I haven't. It's by Martin. It's like, Madonna, it's Martin it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's massive. Like it's so long. It's like almost three hours. Or so we had to cut bits out of it. We thought we were so cool. Like we uh, brought on like this. Uh, barbecue cooker onto the stage so we we're cooking like real food while the other actors were doing like their thing and smoking like proper like herbals and stuff on stage <laughs> and I, I didn't smoke in real life so probably didn't look very cool <laughs> but um there's nothing like feeling like an edgy little student going being on stage kind of talking like that and like doing all this little you know when you try and do all this extra stuff and you everyone thinks they're tom hardy or brando yeah in drama school but um and realistically, nobody is smoking yeah, no, other than being correctly. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I don't, I don't even know. I didn't know there was a correct way or not to smoke a cigarette, but apparently there is. Cause yeah, I smoke. So I always, I always used to be the one that would be like, you're not doing that right. Like, <laughs> But then I'd do it. I'd try and then I'd be like, right, this is this it? But I don't know, because that's more of a, that's a different type of <laughs> You get into different <laughs> territories there. It's but, all about uh, just the breathing with smoking. As long as you sort of breathe in, then take another breath, then breathe out, it can look realistic because you've got to inhale the smoke. So you've got to like, yeah. so you take the first draw and then the smoke's in your mouth and you sort of just go to take it back. Don't start smoking, I mean, kids, if you're listening to this. It's not big, it's not yeah. fun, <laughs> and it's not cool. And I've you, spent you more money. to be cool out here. I've spent more money on cigarettes this year than I have on rent. Jeez. So. so I just don't see smoking. I just can't. I just don't. I just never really got it. Understood it. it started in school. Like so much me. money for something that I. I oh, did it. You one of those. I was trying to. No, I wasn't. I was really good in school. Like, like was I just didn't like science. Um, but uh, I was just trying to impress someone. And now I've got a fucking addiction. <laughs> not <laughs> That's cool. how it starts. It's not cool, it's not big, and I don't recommend it. So there's like my anti-smoking yeah, propaganda here, for the folks. day. Hi guys, I want to quickly talk to you about Parry's new showreel editing service. And just a disclaimer, none of the guests that appear on Drama School Dropout are paid for their time, and nor do they pay me to promote their services. But... With that being said, Parry Glasspool's showreel editing service is currently up and running. This service is for actors who don't have the facilities or the know-how to edit their own showreels, but also can't afford to be paying 200 quid for a three-minute video. PG Showreels sells a fast service at a very competitive price because actors shouldn't have to shell out half a month's rent just to get their foot in the door. You can check Parry's service and all of his work out at PG underscore showreels and you can check out what he's done because they're really really good and very exciting anybody that comes via the drama school dropout podcast gets 20% discount so make sure to let them know in the email or when you dm them on social media use the code drama pod 20 and you'll get a little bit of money off and it's already a really cheap service compared to other people who offer it and i've looked and it can be expensive. So make sure to check out Parry's Showreel editing service. And that's all at PG underscore Showreels. And that's all on Instagram. And as per usual, all of that good stuff will be in the description box below. When you graduated <laughs> from uni and things, am I right in saying that within a week of graduating, you were filming Hollyoaks later as Harry. Does it say somewhere 
it was a week. Yeah. You probably know more the better than me. It does say online that it was a week. Uh, I know I was doing what the butler saw for our, for our last kind of production. And in the middle of that, uh, I had not because before that I had an audition to play one of the, I don't know if you watched, do you watch Hollyoaks? Yeah. Well, did I did. You? I did before like it got shit. Do you know the Roscoe's? Yeah. Charlie Wen. Uh, audition for them. Freddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. He sounds exactly like Harry. He looked exactly like Harry. Um, yeah, so I auditioned for them. I auditioned for them when they didn't when they didn't know if they wanted them to be scouts or East End, like uh, East End guys or not. I didn't get that. But then I had an audition for Harry for Hollyoaks Laters whilst I was doing what the butler saw. And I had to ask for like time off. And my lecturer was like, Well, obviously, yeah, you're about to finish uni <laughs> and you've got an audition for a real acting job of course like why would i how much of a dick would i be if i didn't let you oh no you need to stay here and do what the butler saw like he was like he was amazing and that show was really cool actually i'd love to do that properly but um yeah i think and then i got that i have three auditions for that because i think i think the third one there was rick the casting director was saying oh they think you look too old because the character at the time was like 15 and i was about 20. um so he said look come in shave everything wear like young clothes and blah 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 and eventually i, I got it which is great and uh yeah within must have been been a week or two uh we were filming in malaga getting paid to go in the sun i, but, I wouldn't mind uh, it that oh, was amazing yeah like no, that was and it was filmed because it was like latest and it wasn't uh the regular show it was filmed a bit more cinematically and stuff as well uh which was great and it was just an awesome because i wasn't i wasn't too nervous either because i'd obviously i'd just come from uni where i was thinking about acting and i was my headspace was in that all the time so it wasn't like i'd had a big time off or yeah uh, Anything so, yeah, I was maybe a bit too confident. Was that the Hollyoaks later that Danny Dyer was in? Oh, yeah, I got kidnapped by Danny Dyer. So yeah. you got the best one because I think like uh, the other yeah, one was like yeah. Sarah falling out of the plane and things like that. I think they all sort of were a bit shit, and it I was mean, just like a Hollyoaks with a bit of swearing. Word for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, I think I got to say fuck once and then I went to say it another time and they were like oh no your your character's 15 you can only say it like one like once in the season <laughs> or, or I don't know but that was that was an amazing like experience like that was crazy so um, then I imagine being called Parry and playing a character called Harry can get slightly confusing at times the thing, thing is because Parry is quite a weird name and it's Welsh by the way if anyone's concerned um people just call me Harry anyway or Perry so I was kind of just used to it. And then you get people saying, oh, did they did they bring you in and call you Harry because your name is Parry? And I was like, as funny as that would be, uh, no, the character existed. I think there were, there were two Harrys, younger Harrys before me, I think. I think so. So, so I didn't, didn't really, I mean, in fact, for me, it just made it easier anyway. It, it made, made it harder for some of the cast, I think, a couple of times it did air where they were calling me Harry. Um, but, it's like know. that. How's Adam? from EastEnders. God. Oh, I fell for her. I just been, they handled that so well. Yeah. Like, like, I, oh. I just remember watching it and I was like, oh no. Yeah. You know the first <laughs> thing she's going to do when she comes off the screen is she's going to be like, fuck. Yeah. Well, I yeah. fucked that up, didn't I? She was like, you know, like just when you're going through it, you're sort of like, she's going to hate herself for a good couple of days. Mm. But like, just apologize. Like, she's so lucky that I can't remember who 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 was who who said it but she said like the other actress handled it like a pro and then they kind of went back to it did they or something and just uh, went back on the lines I well it was live so I think they, they just away? 
I think they cut away to like a pre-recorded segment because that was one where they didn't do the whole episode live. It was like they'd filmed certain scenes, they'd done certain scenes live and there'd be like a hashtag in the top of the screen. And like, this is how you knew when it was live. And like the second live scene, Joe Joyner walks on to talk to Laurie Brett and she's like, how's Adam? Mm. And I'm like, oh, no, please don't. But, but I guess that's like, you just, I guess when, because I was terrified when I was in Hollywood that they were going to, that we were going to do something like that. And I was like, it's not going to work because the way, especially the way we're set up, we're single camera. We're like the kind of like aesthetic looking uh so, so it's you know we need to make it look nice. So there's no way they're going to do it to us. But I was just thinking, if you do it, you just you kind of just have to treat it like a theatre show, I guess, isn't it? So if you and if you mess up on a theatre, then you kind of just roll with it, don't you? Yeah. Except you're not in front of six million people, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's not going to be tweeting about it on social media, and it's yeah. not going to go viral. Um. So I, I'm going to ask you the question that I think I was most nervous to ask you, just because I didn't know how you would take it. So Hollyoaks brought you onto the screens of the entire country. But when I was doing my research, I put your name into YouTube and seven of the first 30 videos were Parry Glasspool in brackets, Harry Thompson shirtless with the date stamp of the episode. How does that make you feel knowing that there's so many episodes, like so many videos out there that are just like, it's topless. Let's put it on YouTube. Uh, I didn't mind it. You know, I was like, at the time I went to the, I went to the gym a lot and I knew like we all know that the show like I just said is the pretty show or the thing so you know you're gonna get your top off it's like Dodger before I think before me everyone was obsessed with Dodger he was like shredded and stuff and I don't mind like it's just something to look back on isn't it like oh, what I looked like in my youth or what, like like I didn't I didn't really my, I mean there was a running joke I got a bit tired of it after maybe like a year and a half or two years because because when you take your top off so much it kind of makes people think oh they've only got him in the show because he's a bit of totty or he's, you know, he's just to take his shirt or whatever. And that became the own joke, like Harry's taking his top off for no reason or that kind of thing. I was like, right, I kind of like to just kind of prove to people that maybe I can act without being half naked. Um, but no, I don't, like, I couldn't care less about what these people, if they enjoy it, whack it up. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'll laugh about it. It's fun. like, I'm, I'm not really easily like offended about that kind of stuff. I don't see why it's, it's more of a compliment, I guess, right? Do you ever... Do your mates ever like bring it up? Because I know Harry was saying like his mates will send him like Amazon things of like cardboard cutouts of him. And just for everyone <laughs> listening, uh, we're talking about Harry Reid, who was episode 10. Um, so yeah, do your mates ever like rip the piss out of it or anything? Because I know mine would. I know at the beginning, it kind of would just rip this out of you just about it being Hollywood because it has, well, used to, I don't think it doesn't, I don't know if it does anymore. That has that you used to have that reputation of and people that's the thing about being in drama school they they teach you about these certain shows like soaps and stuff like oh they hire like models instead of actors blah 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 so you've got it in your head because you've been indoctrinized if that's a word doctrinated that yeah. uh that these shows all the actors in these shows aren't real actors or they're all crap or whatever so when you go into a show like Hollyoaks and then you make it's like oh Hollyoaks boy or that type of thing <laughs> then you I don't know like it wasn't not massive I've got uh, in the storage room next to me, I have got a cutout, life-size cutout of myself as well. <laughs> but I didn't buy it. My mum bought it because she thought it'd be funny. But I, I took it from her and I was like, no, I want that. I definitely but, um, buy I just, a cardboard cool. cutout of myself. Like, not going to lie. 100%. Like, anyone who says they wouldn't is a liar. <laughs> like, go on eBay. There's like, I've got a face of me uh, somewhere. Like, why, why wouldn't, like, I don't know when this is ever going to happen again. Yeah, uh, true. It's like that point so of... Of friends when Monica and Rachel have got the cardboard cutouts watching Ross 
that's what I'd do. I'd just like sit it in front of my mum and be like, just gonna go and do something, just chat to just chat to Fred. Yeah, like I used, I did used to make my girlfriend jump with it. I think I've got a video somewhere in the in the old archives of just leaving it around the house and just <laughs> scaring him with it. But uh, also, no, congratulations like, because you recently got engaged. Oh yes, I did. So Thanks are we wedding COVID. planning? Uh, no, we're baby planning right now because that's happening sooner that's in june so um it's all going on. Uh, now I haven't, I haven't really thought about like a wedding date or uh, anything yet because who knows yeah but so you're gonna be a dad are you shitting yourself mm, oh, i don't know everyone's like are you shitting yourself are you excited i'm a bit of everything but yeah because i i can't when something's so far away i can't focus on it or I can't think about it. whether it's an acting job or whether it's something else I'm like I've got so much to do beforehand get there so it's kind of just waiting and like when the baby's born I'll start shitting myself yeah ask me again <laughs> when the baby's yeah. here and I'll tell you um I don't know but it's um, it's cool I I'd be wait. shitting myself I can barely look at I give myself food poisoning at least three times a month <laughs> so yeah like, no I'm, I'm worried about looking after something that you that you can't go wrong with yeah <laughs> with a cat had cats and stuff you can just leave them to their own devices but babies i don't speaking of the cat he's crying, <laughs> he's crying yeah um, I, like i, I made know. bacon last night and i was like eating it and i was like i think i might have not cooked this properly and then somebody's like oh i'm having like all my friends are having kids and i'm like yeah i give myself food poisoning on a regular basis so i'm not ready to like <laughs> look after anything i'm also too selfish Struggling. being able to just like pick and drop up my life and run around the world and shit like you can't do that with a kid yeah i mean how old are you don't mind me asking uh, i'm 23 next month yes you don't need to be thinking about i mean i'm like and all that. from school i'm the in the minority of people who don't have children there are more people yeah, from my but, year in school that have kids than there is that aren't but they're they're probably doing I mean, all, you know, all power to them, but they're probably oh, yeah, 100%. doing these jobs where you can, I mean, normal, good job, normal, good jobs. You're probably still living in the same town that you were before. Like, why wouldn't you, you know, if you've got a husband, why would you not crack out some kids while you're young? So what was it like seeing yourself in those like iconic Hollyoaks opening credits for the first time? That's the thing is iconic to some, but as someone who never really watched the show, I mean, it was cool to do it. Like it's cool. It's a cool little stylized thing to see yourself like turning. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Like one of those little things. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it is cool. Not going to lie. I'm not going <laughs> to pretend to play it cool. Did you watch um, your first episode? Like, did you sit down with like your family and that? Oh, man, I watched every episode I was in. Like, uh, not because I love watching myself, just because, I mean, the first episode, yeah, it was nice. It was cool. Like, oh my God, it's the first step. Everyone like texting me and stuff. But after that, I just watched everything. I mean, you can't, I can't, I couldn't keep up with the whole show because being in the show and then watching every other story. <laughs> Who's got the time for that? But uh, I watched everything I was in, yeah, 100%, just to see how I was doing and to see, oh, I'll played it like that this time and see if that actually worked out. And going, oh, that looks nothing like how I thought it was going to look or that type of thing. But um, no, I watched every every scene I was in. <laughs> Still <laughs> got the DVD box set. Yeah, 100%. You but, were um, part of some really great storylines. Like, you got some good stories, like, compared to some of the other shit they were passing out. Yeah, uh, I'd say, obviously, the first one I got was the coming out storyline, which was cool. And again, don't want to repeat everything that Harry said because it seemed like he had the same experience as me. Um, because it actually felt like it was helping 
people and stuff like that. And I remember this was ages ago now, it must have been when I first kind of started doing the coming out stuff. But I went back to London and for some reason went to TGI Fridays in Leicester Square. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> um, I mean, I love TGI Fridays. Uh, and then this lady came up to me out of nowhere and was like, oh, you play Harry F. Hollyoaks. So my son recently came out as gay and I think your storyline helped him or something, which awesome to hear. But then after that stuff, uh, it was more, I think we did the more kind of wacky soap kind of storylines like the, uh, was there, oh, who killed Amy? So I was, did I do it in the end? No, I didn't, oh, it was Duncan. Uh, uh, yeah, Duncan James. Yeah, so it feels like so long ago now. <laughs> but uh, like, so that is a very soapy storyline um whereas other people were getting uh what's the what's the term for when it's like real life story type things like a uh, issue-led stories but i was kind of glad that I, that I didn't really do any issue-led stories because you kind of had to do all these interviews and really do all this massive reason and make sure you don't say anything you know wrong But Hollyoaks is quite well known for, at one point, they will just decide, right, we're going to have a serial killer and we're going to lose half the cast. And mm. you yeah. sort of fell into that category. A spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't watched it. So you were killed by Breeder because you're a bad dad. Um, how did that yeah. come about? Uh, how did you leaving the show come about? So we both, it was like me and the show both had the same idea at the same time. Like I wanted to leave and... Um, in 2019 but prefer preferably like the towards the end of it so i was like right this is going to be my last year but before i was worried about bringing it up to them just in case they like took it personally or anything uh but like two days before i was supposed to sign my contract i had a chat with brian and stuff and he's like right um, i think this we're looking at this being harry's last year um which is perfectly fine like because I think we may have like run out of kind of stuff to, to do or whatever, but it was like, but he will be, a, uh, you'll be having a, a child and uh, you'll be leaving alive. And because obviously I'm Tony's son. It's like, you know, if you want to come back um, and if we want you back and you want to come back, whether it's for a week, six months or blah, 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 you know, you can be a boomerang character. And I was like, that's perfect. Like I'd love to come back at some point. And I like, I like the idea of keeping like a character alive, like long-term. Yeah. Uh, and seeing their growth and stuff but um i think it was decided from their head honchos that the best thing for the story would be right it's like right if we're gonna lose uh kind of like a they said like a biggish cat and that's not me talking myself up no you're like, a big character lose, yeah so if we're gonna lose like, a big character we may as well you know do it with a bang so we're going to uh and i got I had a meeting coming in and said oh yeah we are gonna we're going to kill you uh and i was like shit <laughs> okay uh and i was like well you know, there's nothing I can do about it. If it's better for the story, it's better for the story. And that's how, you know, a show like that is a juggernaut. And if you can't handle it, get off. So, you know, you just jump into the story. Like there's not, you can't do much. Just jump in there, do your lines, do the story, get out. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I can't really blame them uh, for it. I was just a bit annoyed. That I was like, oh, I'm coming out. I'm getting killed by someone who's just joined. Uh, that storyline was a bit shit not gonna lie i think that's <laughs> that's the point that i started dropping off and i was like mm. the breeder storyline i started to drop off and the other one was the lisa loveday one the one where she pretended to be the long lost kid and i was just sort of like now i'm done bye that at the beginning was that when Dwayne and that lot first came in yeah and then Le I, I can't remember her oh, real yeah. name but lisa rachel um, yeah okay. she came and she was like pretending to be their long lost kid for their oh, yeah. money. And then she ended up falling in love with like her brother. It was a bit weird. I was like, mm, 
I'm sort of done with this now. I won't say anything about any stories. You don't have to comment. Uh, You're in that awkward no, it's just, position. <laughs> it's not. I'm not. I'm not bitter. Let's put it yeah, that way. Yeah. I think. I think it probably helps if you're not. If you're killed off, you don't have this thing where you're like, oh, can I fall back on this? Shall I ask if I can go back on the show? Or you know, so it kind of makes you drive forward instead of having this crash map behind you that you can go, oh, I'm going to come back to Hollyoaks. So yeah, and then so last year you were supposed to be in a play called uh, "The Waters by The Waters of Liverpool" by the Waters of Liverpool. I've got it wrote down in front of me, and I still can't fucking say it. Uh, yeah, so by the Waters of Liverpool. Um, uh, what's happening with that now? Because I know that there were talks of March 2021, but obviously we're in March 2021. Yeah. It's not happening. Uh, yeah, no, we're doing. So we got two weeks into it, and then COVID hit. Uh, uh, no, we're doing it. We're looking to do it in September, October, November. So should, fingers crossed, should be good by then, right? So what's that been like, doing like a stage play and things like that? And Because it, it's about World War II, isn't it? Uh, yeah, like just the start, like the beginning of World War II. Like it's good. It's, uh, I got, to, we used to call it in uni, uh, like a parry character where it went that I didn't have a huge amount to do, but like a huge amount of lines to learn, but my parts were always like really fun and, <laughs> like one of my mates would always get like the long monologue parts because he was like one of the best actors in the course but if occasionally he would look at me and be like you got the easiest thing to do and the most fun but I was like hey man <laughs> I'll take it but that's uh, so why I, I play like six parts in this in this show which for me kind of keeps it nice and fun because you can't really like swap in what you're doing and stuff and you got people like Lucy Dixon who was also in Hollyoaks and Waterloo Road and stuff and she's playing the main part so she's never off stage basically and I'm looking at that going. Oh. I never like, envy like, those people. No, like especially for your first time. Like, I haven't done theatre in well since uni, so that's about five years. Uh, and my nerves. Oh my god! Like the anxiety. I'm more anxious now after Hollyoaks than I was before, and I don't know why. <laughs> before before Hollyoaks later, and after like uni, I was fine. I was getting auditions and I was doing it. But now just the pure nervousness before going on stage, I had like pure dry mouth and like, I don't know, I don't know. It was horrible. Like the first night before I went on stage was a horrible experience. And my heart, because there's a bit where you go on stage and we don't do anything for a while, but kind of just standing on stage doing like movement. And because you're there not doing anything, you're just staring at the audience and like, oh God, like if my flies down and my and my heart's just going boom, 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 boom. And like, how am I going to say this first line? How is this going to come out? And you're there going like, trying to keep your mouth wet. <laughs> I don't it's the best feeling the first in the line world, comes out, fine, isn't it? It's the yeah, best. Well, no, I just, oh, I, I disagree. Well. I like it when I'm, when I'm used to it, it's the best feeling. But that first night, uh, no, I was just, my body was just terrible. I didn't feel terrified in the head because I knew my lines. But I was lit. I was just terrified. I don't know. And it's the same thing that like we were talking about before and with the auditions and stuff. Like I, the first in the room audition I had, my anxiety just flew up and my heart was going out and my head just went and I just lost the lines. And I don't know. I have no idea why because I've been working for five years solidly. And then as soon as you come out, it's like everything goes away. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to going back to it. Uh, same cast, same crew and everything. So fingers yeah. crossed, it is back to normal by then, eh? So we've spoke about it a lot on this podcast throughout like the episodes, but I've got to mention it again, purely for a new reason this time. We're not going to talk about how shit it is. COVID. Um, you done 
what nearly every person in the world has done as well. You started a small business. So you've currently got like <laughs> PG showreels. Um, yeah. So you edit and put people's showreels together, which I mean, fucking genius idea to be fair, because I can barely be bothered to edit this podcast. So how is that like going? I know we spoke about this over like Instagram and things. <laughs> so, but I, I want to advertise it. So like, it, go make sure it's PG underscore showreels on Instagram. So go and check it out. Give it a follow and everything. And if you need in showreels and shit done, go to Parry for it. Because yeah. from what I've seen, they are good. Cheers, mate. Yeah, no. Um, it. I thought it was a good idea, and I'm being, re- being really excited about it with my girlfriend and stuff. Being like, oh, I'm going to start a new business. I'm going to do it uh, because she owns a salon. So I was like, I'm going to be a business owner as well. <laughs> How cool, isn't it? And obviously, I've done a few of the Hollyoaks cast for them. Um, and then as soon as we set it off, nothing. Like no one. Uh, I think it's just so niche because one. Uh, I'm not filming it for them, and say if someone's getting their showreel filmed for them, most likely the people that are filming it are going to edit to them. And also a lot of people know how to edit so they can probably set themselves. So it's for people that one already have the footage and two can't edit themselves. Or can't be asked because yeah. I can edit, and, but I'd much rather pay somebody else to do it. Yeah. And I undercut, I've tried to make sure I undercut everyone. <laughs> uh, so, so, and it, you know, it doesn't, it's not because I can, I can whack them out like quite fast as long as I know what thing, what, Clip, like the easiest ones when they say right i want this clip this clip this clip and give me time time stamps yeah and i can whack it out in like an hour i think but, that um, might pick up towards the end of the year when people are graduating from drama school things like that and it, would they have footage would they have footage from drama school would i they? know that you while i was at uni so for the brief five months that i was there we filmed a shit ton of stuff none of my okay. shit was ever good enough that I would be like, I'm putting this out there. But like, I've got clips from what I've done at uni. It, it's never going to see the light of day, but like realistically, yeah. if I wanted to put a really shit showreel together, I've got about an hour's worth of stuff. But we're coming to the end of the podcast now. And I always like to play a little game before the end. And it's called Stage Right or Stage Shite, which is I'm going to give you three theatre stories or drama school stories or that whole pizzazz. Two of them are the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And one of them Stage Shite, which means it's a big fat lie. Um, I don't know which one's which. Um, one of my friends does all of these and sends them over. They're submitted by listeners. Uh, and one of them is made up by one of my friends. So uh, we'll play along together and we'll see if we can figure it out because I always get them fucking wrong. Um, <laughs> so number one, during my first year of teaching, I was performing as the narrator because we couldn't get any kids involved. I accidentally swore and a kid laughed so hard he peed himself. Number two, when I was 18 for my assessed A-level exam performance, I was playing Lady Macbeth and we had been drilled repeatedly by our teachers not to adjust our costumes because it was breaking character and we would lose marks. At the end of our play, my left boob popped out of the corset I was wearing. I didn't want to lose any marks, so I left it out for the longest three minutes of my life. Number Mm. three, for my first ever drama school audition, I had to memorise two monologues, one by Shakespeare and a contemporary one of our choosing. So I chose to do a dramatic monologue since the Shakespeare one was romantic. In the monologue, I had to get angry and throw a chair off stage. The problem was where I threw it, everyone else was lining up waiting to audition. Long story short, I threw it too hard and someone got hit by a flying chair. I also didn't get in. 100%. I I believe that last one is such an awkward, real thing to happen. <laughs> I can see myself doing, getting carried away and doing something similar myself Same. at that age. Just getting right into but, the moment. 
Yeah, but just doing it completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, the second one, funny story actually about that, about boobs coming out. I remember we were in a movement class and we were doing this thing where you had to kind of like run, but you're being pulled back by these people. I don't know, just wanky type, you know, drama school stuff. And uh, walking around the room, keeping an equal distance from each other. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And um, we all live the same life, didn't we? It's crazy. Yeah, we uh, predicted Kenny, social distancing. I'm yeah, here for it. And I want to be honey. That was one. Yeah, I had to be, um, we spent a whole 45 minute lesson pretending to be kitchen appliances uh, once. So I was a hand mixer. This is our life. That's what we were spending that money on. <laughs> I mean, education's free in Scotland, so I'm good. <laughs> well, good for you. Um, no, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yes, we're doing the movement thing and she was getting pulled back by two people, but they didn't know i didn't i missed it i can't remember it but apparently her boob came out but and she saw it was out but she couldn't <laughs> get it out because two people were holding her arms back and they didn't know <laughs> and I she mean, was just running around the room with her breast out but um so that's also but the fact that unless unless this person was trying to be uh purposely awkward and be like well you told me not to move my costume, yeah so i don't know why you move. wouldn't pack your boob away but then again yeah I've also seen more people bollock naked in acting classes than I have in real life. Wait, so was this in was this in uni or drama school when you when you so I went naked? to uni? I I done three years in college and I done five months in uni, and I have seen nearly I would say everyone that was in my class bollock naked. Doing as in on stage? No, like we would just get changed in front of each other. Oh. Okay, I thought, I thought he meant, I was like, right, oh man, I was like, this uni is <laughs> But I'm Jeez. like, I'm like, I'm a bigger person and I've lost weight and I used to be a lot bigger and I always had issues like I would be the one that would go to the toilet and get changed. So nobody has seen me naked. I've never been, a, I've never been a fan of that. I've Because I was more of a, say like in terms of sports, I was always an individual, like a gymnastics and stuff and not really football. So to, like everyone getting naked together and stuff, it's just not really something I was ever. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think my mum has seen me without a t-shirt on since I was about 17. But yeah, like we would just turn around and like I'm sat doing my essay in the dressing room before at like one o'clock on a show day. And I turn around and one of my best friends is dicks just hanging out. And I'm like, can you pack that away, please? Yeah. Some people are way too cool with that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I don't know which one would be... (laughs) What was the like, first one again? So during my first year of teaching, the narrate he was the narrator. Oh. I think that one could possibly be the lie. Yeah, the weeing, the weeing, the kid weeing himself kind of made me think, hmm. Yeah, yeah. I can see yeah. all of the rest of them happening. Yeah, I can see accidentally swearing. Go on, let's go with let's go with the first I'm, one. We're yeah, doing that one, yeah. Right, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna open it. Oh, it was the third one. <laughs> got it wrong again. Oh. So you know why? Got hit because I was thinking. Chair. Why were they on so stage specific. for an audition for a drama school? They were on I did, stage. I did mine on stage. For one oh, I didn't. I, d- I did it in a room and then one on video. Also, you wouldn't have, you would never really be in the same room as everyone else. Would yeah. You? Why would they be in the wings? Damn. And it was very specific as well, didn't it? You know, when you lie and you're really specific about it. Yeah. Well, fuck you, whoever sent that one in, because I'm sick of getting these wrong. Well, nobody one. sent this in. This was Heather that made it up. Fuck you, Heather. Um, <laughs> Hope you're very happy. Uh, I'm going to clip that and send it to her right after this. I'm going to be like, Parry Glasspool now hates you. <laughs> what a sad little life. 
take the money and get some lessons. I said that straight off the cuff not long ago. Somebody pissed me off and I said it. And somebody was like, it's really sad that you know that word for word. Uh, I think we all do now. It's so That's iconic. Now that yeah. word gets thrown around a lot, but mm. come on. So we've come to the end of the podcast now. Um, where can everyone find you on social media and keep up with you? Also, my sister is really jealous that you now follow me on Instagram. Because <laughs> uh, I was messaging her last night. And I was like, right, I've got to go to bed because I'm up in the morning uh, doing a podcast with someone from Hollyoaks. So I don't really like to tell people who I'm doing just in case it doesn't happen because I've been burnt by that before. Um, and she was like, who? And I, I, I said, oh, Harry Glasspool. And she was like, oh, my God, Harry. And I was like, follows me on Instagram. And she was like, fuck's sake. It's always people's little sisters. It's never when guys come up to me and say, oh, I know you're, you're Harry. I mean, yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. Like, I enjoy your work. I wouldn't have asked you to come on. But, like, my little sister was like, fuck. Hey, man, I'll take whatever fans I can get these days. <laughs> I mean, I'll um, take a fan. <laughs> hey, you got one here, buddy. You got one here. That's going as my ringtone. <laughs> uh, so um, social medias uh, Pazzy G1992 on Instagram thank you so much for coming on it's been really lovely chatting to you and thank you so much for just like giving me your time I, I'm always really grateful thank you so much for listening at home please make sure to follow Parry and myself on Instagram and if you're feeling generous make sure to scroll down and leave us a little rating and review remember you can always submit your theatre stories for stage right or stage shite by emailing dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com and now it's time for the very special announcement this is the last episode of March and April is the month of my birthday I'm turning 23 next month um, but I want to celebrate properly considering we're all still in lockdown and there's nothing else to do so for the whole month of April there's going to be two episodes a week so we're sticking to 12 new on a Tuesday but we're adding Fridays at five so get ready for a double dose of drama school dropout every week starting the 2nd of April and on the 2nd of April I will be chatting to an actress called Rebecca LaMarche and you'll get to find out a lot more about her on the 2nd of April so please make sure to come back thank you so much for listening guys drama school dropout no graduation day Function whole course, now try something new, trying to scoot your